Greg Kelly. The latest breaking news and opinions. Entertaining and informative. Hey, uh, good to be back with The Voice. Uh, what happened to me? Tuesday night, it uh, kind of started to conk out. I'm back. What did I? Oh, am I? Oh, boy. Uh, I had all kinds of uh, stuff you're not supposed to eat except when you're sick. Jello, ice cream, and uh, I think it worked. I also took NyQuil and had a very good night's sleep on Tuesday night, not so much last night. And you know what? I don't think I'm already. I don't think I'm. I, I feel it coming back. There's a lot of mucus. Sorry, but there is. Uh, what did I miss? Um, not too much, actually. Uh, the Roe v. Wade thing is still uh, upsetting a lot of people. Uh, I think, quite frankly, I love that opinion. I read it, and I loved it. It's, um, I urge you to do so. Did we talk about this? Download it. Read it for yourself. There are parts of it you won't understand. Parts of it I, what the hell, the first, ninth, I can't figure out these amendments sometimes. Um, but the overall theme I understood. And it says this. It says that abortion is not constitutionally guaranteed. Now, that's fine. I mean, we have rights that are not constitutionally guaranteed. We have all kinds of rights that you can't find in the Constitution. However, under the 14th Amendment, the Due Process uh, Amendment, and there's a clause in there that says, look, we can have rights that aren't explicitly mentioned in the Constitution, but they have to be deeply woven into the fabric of America. Okay, great. Uh, but abortion is not one of those uh, things that's woven into the fabric of America. It's, um, let's see here. Uh, it was illegal, basically, for our, our entire history, all the way up until 1973. It was. It just was. I mean, look, this is in the Constitution. I've heard liberals say that Roe v. Wade is a very flawed decision. Ruth Bader Ginsburg is famous for saying that. There are all kinds of problems. It's not logical. It, it, it's contradictory. It's, there are big problems with Roe. And that's the, that's the big one right there. Uh, you know, they did their own little historical uh, investigation uh, when they passed the 14th Amendment, uh, let's see, I think that was in the late 1800s, something like a, th- a third of all the states had laws against abortion. All right. It just it's the, it was never it was never greenlit as a country. It was never interwoven. And by the way, it's not new. Abortion has been around for a long time and it's by and large been considered illegal. Now, for those of you who are. Ardently pro-choice. There's hope for you, too, in this decision, because they say almost cheerfully, actually, that the decisions and the matters of abortion are best left to the people and their elected representatives. The people and their elected representatives, that sounds like democracy. Okay, so if you want your abortion, you can have it. All kinds of states, very few are actually going to get rid of it. Uh, but this is, I think, I think it's actually beautiful. I do. I wouldn't have always said that. But now I'm at a place in my life looking back. Uh, a lot of the mistakes that I made um, and a lot of mistakes that I think people make in general. And, uh, you know, the sexual revolution. When did that happen? In the mid-1960s? Yeah, that was great, right? And, and sure, lots of fun. 
have sex with ever with whomever whenever you want right great so what do you need less of then you need less um, less need for marriage you don't have to get married like you used to basically if you wanted to get a hotel room uh you needed to be married i mean <laughs> they they were not fooling around i used to wonder why are these uh, people getting married and divorced married and divorced if you look up who's a person from hollywood who got married a lot um ava gardner uh, let's see. I looked her up the other day. Uh, uh, Liz Taylor. And who's, who was Liza Minnelli's mother? Uh, who was Liza Minnelli's mother? Julie Garland. She's, she was married like 15 times. I, I was, as a kid, I wondered why did they, you know, I mean, come on, like, uh, obviously marriage isn't for you, but to function in society, if you wanted to have sex, you essentially had to be married. Now, is that ideal? Well, Yes and no. Yes and no. When you think about it, what is sex for? Sex is for procreation. I know it can be very recreational as well. Believe me, everybody knows that, right? But it really is an act where you are trying to create life, ideally. And if you're not, mm, it can be a waste of time, and it can be very damaging to uh, all parties concerned. And when you throw in abortion, I think you you hurt the family. There's less of a motive to get married. And you can look it up like I did uh, the other day. Something like only half of all couples are married today. Uh, we went from somewhere in the 70s for white couples. Uh, it was like 73% in 1960. They're down to 57%. For black couples, let's see, it went from fifty. It went from sixty-seven percent down to thirty-three percent today. Now, what difference does that make? Well, generally speaking, societies do better when you have intact families. When you have families raising children, nuclear families, yeah, mother, father, and children. Now, you could say, and actually, I'm open-minded on this. You know, I mean. If you want the father, father, mother, mother, okay. But intact family units, right? Nuclear families, two parents and children. That's better. It's better. It's better that way. It's better for society. It's better for individuals. Everybody has can make the choice. And I think abortion has fed into that big time. So is everybody okay with that? No. You got liberals... Uh, threatening to burn down the country. And that's the thing. I think they'd rather destroy this country than give it back to Donald Trump. I really do. Uh, You know, Black Lives Matter summer 2020. They wanted to burn this country down. And by the way, they were poised to torch it all over again. And even worse, if Donald Trump won on election night, like outright, like if they hadn't screwed around with the elections and all those ballots, if somehow... Donald Trump was able to win outright like he did in November of 16 on election night. I happen to think he did, but whatever. Uh, They were going to burn the country down. That's how much they hate him. Trump derangement syndrome. The left, they're insane. They are. And they own Joe Biden. Oh, boy, do they own that guy. Now, look at him. He's obviously compromised by the Chinese, by the Ukrainians, uh, Hunter Biden. Uh, what are his other issues? Hey, here's a basic one. 
And you don't have to speak Ukrainian. You don't have to look up the documents. You don't have to look at bank statements. Just look at all the children and women and old ladies and young ladies and kids that Joe Biden has groped, smelled, touched. People he just met. Who does that? Well, an entitled, powerful career politician does that. So why is that relevant? Well, you know, we talked about Cuomo before, and I have my beefs with Cuomo, believe me. All right, that whole thing with the COVID, that little farce and uh, sending that mercy ship away when we needed it and all those dumb photo ops and Cuomo sexual and all that stuff. I wanted them out of office uh, in the middle of 2020. When he signed that book deal, $5 million, I had it with that guy. But, but, he's no sexual predator, okay? We saw all those pictures. We saw what he did and what he He didn't do anything. He did not do a damn thing. How about that, everybody, huh? Right? And what did Joe Biden do? <laughs> we all saw him do all kinds of stuff. I mean, it's in, you can see it from space. Hold on a second. I see somebody I know outside. Yeah, it's kind of cool when I'm sitting here looking out the window and I see somebody I know. I love it. I love it. Only in New York. Well, actually, that can happen in a small town, too. So uh, what else do we want to talk about? Hey, do we have Joe Biden saying about the extremist stuff that the Trump people are the most extreme people in the history of this country? Did you hear that? This is a guy who said he was going to unify America. All his heart and soul was into it. I'm going to unify this country. I'm going to bring us all together. And then he stands there and he says, MAGA, make America great again, people. How do they, what do they, go ahead and play that for me. This is about a lot more than abortion. What happens if you have a state changes the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. Yeah, you are a liar. You are a lying SOB. The most extreme. Why don't you just call us deplorables and, and see how that works out for you? Yeah, you'll have to rig it. You'll have to rig it to stay in power. You'll do anything, won't you, for power and money. A career dumb politician. What the hell were we expecting? A guy who was established as a pathological liar when we first met him back in the 1987 campaign. Imagine that. Imagine that a guy who got caught lying still lies for power and for money. It is, hey, oh, here's here's some news. You see that? Nobody likes Eric Adams. New poll has his, uh, he's upside down. More people disapprove than approve. That didn't take too long. Uh, People gave him a lot of credit for the suit tailoring and for other stuff. But I told you about him very early on. Bad guy, doesn't know what he's doing, and he's in it for the perks, for the frills. What we need is a no-frills mayor. Somebody said today, what do they say? They said, uh... Uh, Eric Adams is like de Blasio with a better tailor. (laughs) Makes a lot of sense. Again, no ideas. Uh, Just wants to go to parties with models. He literally does. Wants to go out and who's that? Who's that? Who's that nasty looking model? I'm sorry. She needs a bath. 
Who's that model? Uh, I, I don't want to say the name. Uh, she was wearing. Uh, she was topless in gold at the Met Gala. Cara Delevingne. Cara Delevingne and uh, Eric have been spotted at numerous places. All right, I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, seriously, um, <clears throat> when it comes to uh, urban areas, high crime areas, um, I saw a video from Compton. Compton in Los Angeles, that's uh, known to be, uh, you know, straight out of Compton, a lot of gang activity, and a couple of guys went in to uh, rob a vape store. Vaped. What's up with vaping? Do you vape? I see people doing it. It's the new modern form of a cigarette. I tried it once or twice, not my thing, and I moved on. But these things are uh, coveted. They are expensive, and uh, they are so they went in there, four guys with guns, and started blasting everything, and they did not hit their target. They hit the counter. They hit uh, They hit the wall. They hit the clock. They hit each other, but they did not hit the guy with the gun who was firing back. Um, and it made me think how bad these guys are at shooting, the bad guys. And how many times do we see little babies getting shot? Had one in Queens the other day. I noticed that the father... In the front seat was grazed by a bullet. He was the intended target. And the little baby gets the shot to the chest. Why does that always seem to happen? Have you noticed that? I just noticed that the intended target is almost never hit. I mean, I'm sure they are, but a lot of times these guys miss. So um, how do we fix that? I mean, wouldn't it be better if these guys could aim well? If they knew how to use these weapons, I don't want anybody to be shot. I don't want any lives taken. But if you're going to use a weapon in an urban environment where you have people all over the place, I think it would behoove them to know how to use that weapon. And from what I can tell, weapons training in the uh, neighborhood seems to consist of standing in front of a mirror and posing with the gun and sometimes money and jewelry seeing how cool you can look. But I don't think these guys ever go to the range. You know what I mean? I don't think they actually ever had a gun safety uh, course like I did when I went to Camp Oneonta, the Boy Scout camp in upstate New York. Yeah, we had a gun safety, and I got a, a marksmanship certificate from the National Rifle Association. You know, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. The National Rifle Association, they're all about responsible gun ownership and safety. Yet they've been demonized. They're the villains. They're the bad guys, right? Well, there are a lot of children who would benefit from the training that I got. I remember the very first thing they said, treat every weapon as if it's loaded. Never point the gun at anything you are not intending to shoot. Those two basics right there. How many how many people would be alive? You know, we do this segment every day on Newsmax. Black lives do matter. And... We talk about the lives that matter that the Black Lives Matter movement don't seem to care about because they're all about only a black life when it's taken by a white cop. No, black lives matter. Even the life of a young black child who's killed by another black child, those lives matter. Absolutely. Aren't I right there, Eric Adams? I know you agree. You know, you're pretty good at the rhetoric. You can talk a, well, you're not very good at talking, but 
Sometimes your messaging is positive, but that's it. That's the problem with you. There's never any action. You want to be, be a radio host? You want to do a podcast? Great. Knock yourself out. You've got real power, buddy. You've got a, you got a police force. You've got a government. You've got things to make happen. And you show up with a lame message in graffiti on your suit. Stop gun violence. Taking your cues from nitwit AOC. Tax the rich. And the next day he gets on a plane to go to Los Angeles. The mayor of New York City is going to Los Angeles to attend the Michael Milken conference. The Michael Mil- Milliken? Milken? He's some venture capitalist who went to jail a bunch of years ago, right? Oh, by the way, Joe Biden, he spoke at the Milken conference once for money. And that's where he met Tony Bobolinsky. Now, Eric Adams will say, well, I'm promoting New York. You know, I'm getting the word out there about New York. Yeah, well, people already know about New York, okay? We've known about New York long before you ever showed up, Eric. They know about New York. They know where, where, where it is. You want people to feel comfortable to do business here? Get some professionals. Seriously consider resigning and turn this city over to people who know what the hell they're doing. That's what you can do. You'd be an absolute hero. Talk about sacrifice. Talk about selfless. Man. You're in over your head. You never thought you'd get this far, did you? Give it up. The mansion. I mean, wow. People talk about sacrifice all the time. The sacrifice of public service. That would be a sacrifice. And that would command respect. But who the hell would be next? They'd have to have a special election. Not right away. The public advocate would be the mayor initially. And who is the public advocate? Do we know? It used to be Jamani Williams. Is it still him? Okay, well, uh, <laughs> uh, we've got a problem here. I, uh, but he would only be mayor for about 90 days, and then we'd have a special election. And then even the liberals, they've had a taste of what this, what this is like. We'll have a real election. Not one hidden you know, the last Tuesday in June. We've got to get rid of this ranked choice voting nonsense. Ranked choice voting. Cranked choice voting. Um, yeah. Hey, why did Greg Gutfeld and Geraldo get into a fight? Did anybody see that? Uh, cut 16. The other thing that drives me crazy now that I'm on my soapbox is it used to be even the pro-choicers would admit that abortion was an ugly thing, but they felt it had to be a necessary evil, something that would be safe and rare. That was the argument you always heard. But now when you go anywhere on social media, it's something to celebrate, to cherish, right? The unborn, to shout. That's baloney. No, well, yes. That's baloney. I'll give you evidence. Cherish the wire hanger stuck up their private stuff. Trying to get what? What? Come on. Uh, the unborn child. Well, come on, the, the unborn the child world becomes. Before Rome. This is exactly what I expected. Ah, oh, uh, they bring out the old you are arrogant. Go, go for it, Geraldo. Come on, keep going. Okay, Joey, you're making a fool of yourself. Don't, don't you? You know something? <laughs> what? You insulting punk? <laughs> okay. Oh, what? Am I your new Joey, Bongino? No. <laughs> if you want that role. Wow. Uh, it wasn't that bad, right? It wasn't that intense. Uh, but the internet went crazy. They always tell me these things are really, really intense. And then you look at them, it's like, so what? But anyway, I happen to like both those guys. I really like Greg, Greg Gutfeld. I, I find myself agreeing with him a lot. I find myself disagreeing with Geraldo, but I happen to uh, know him and like him. 
So, uh, but that got, uh, I hope they, they hugged it out, bro to bro, uh, behind the scenes. Uh, and, uh, oh, yeah, Geraldo has been given a really hard time at Bongino. Uh, Dan Bongino, former Secret Service agent to Barack Obama and now a social media superstar. Hey, let's take one call. We got Louie in Coney Island. Yes, Louie, hi. Good morning, good morning, Greg. Yeah, I'm here in Coney Island. I just learned about uh, 20 minutes ago uh, a cop was stabbed and the perp was shot. I don't have anything more on it. Do you have anything on that? No, I uh, I don't. Let me hear Let me wait. The cop was stabbed and the perp was shot, huh? Yikes. Right, right, right. All right, uh, we'll check it out. Uh, it's bad news for uh, both parties. Uh, thank you, and uh, give me a second here. I need a little bit of tea. I see the wife has dropped by. I'll be right back. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. It's not that bad. Check, check, hello. Can you hear me? All right. I just spilled a great big giant tea on the board. Uh, man, serves me right for drinking wimpy tea. I'm a coffee man, but because of my throat situation, now we do actually, uh, shoot, it did get all over the board, and I cannot, hold on a second. Ay, ay, ay. Uh-oh. Now the GM and the manager is down looking at me funny. Oh, man. Can you hear this? Why can't I hear anything? Oh, man. All right. It's it's broken? All right. I got to, hold on a second. I'll be right back. Ten seconds. Where? I pl- plug it in right there? All right. Shoot. All right. Hello? Oh, that's better. Yikes. How much is it going to be to replace that? I don't know. I mean, that looks like, by the way, it looks like it's 30 years old at least. No, it's not. That's not brand spanking new. What are you talking about? This is like, you look like it was in the space shuttle in 1979. This is old stuff. I mean, I'm not complaining. Oh, brother. The GM is still looking out there. What the hell did I do? I, I... all right. Well, you should have a rule. No liquids. I would have. There's no. There's no such rule. What? I broke the rule. She said, oh "Boy, all right." The telephone is also screwed up. Oh man, there was a lot of liquid in that thing. That was a jumbo. All right. Sorry, everybody. Uh, in the meantime, well, uh, I think I've got problems. Let me find somebody who's got bigger problems. Ah, yes. Here we go. Kamala Harris. Kamala. Uh, no, this is a big opportunity for her. She gets to be mad about uh, something. Abortion. Yeah, she's mad as hell. She wants an abortion. Uh, she wants drive-through abortions, this woman. And, and listen to this. How dare we, right? How dare we? Go ahead. Those Republican leaders who are trying to weaponize the use of the law against women. Well, we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? Uh, all right, Kamala Harris, I'm going to tell you what you can do with your own body. You can take your body and uh, go to Central Park, and there's a big lake there, and take your body and jump in that lake. Huh? Go jump in the lake, Kamala Harris. Wow, this is her moment, though. She's able to wag her finger. She's able to shake her head at Republicans, preferably older white Republicans. Oh, boy, she does not have regard for them. Uh, yeah. All right. So this is, she's, she's, she's happy. I've never heard her that. I haven't heard her that animated, quite frankly. Uh, what? Since she was telling off Kavanaugh. And that's the thing about this, uh, whole the left. You know, at first I didn't really mind the leak 
of the document, of the draft opinion. What do I care, quite frankly? From what I know, everybody leaks. I mean, <laughs> I I leave a job at a TV station. I read about it online. I don't. I don't. You know, you, you think you they call you in and sit you down and say hello? Yes, yeah, worth it. No, you you read about it online. That's fine. That's the way. That's that's life. A lot of people don't want to have face to face conversations with you. They just tell the internet, and government does that all the time. The Pentagon Papers. Donald Trump picks up the phone his second day in office to talk to the. Prime Minister of Australia, the entire transcript is in the Washington Post. The entire thing. Not only were they taping him, I mean, her friends, Melania's friends were taping her. Everything that guy did, all right? They just threw out all the rules, anything to stop him. Uh, And it damn near worked. It didn't work. Well, it kind of worked. Not the way they intended. You can't beat Trump. You can't beat him. So, um... I was not offended by the leak. Again, everybody seems to leak. However, look, if you told me that this happened all the time at the Supreme Court, I I would, okay, yeah, I believe it. Sure. I'm not a SCOTUS person. I don't follow the blog. I don't, I don't, I mean, you know, what do I know from the Supreme Court? Every now and then, you know, they make news and you tune in and that's it. When I was a kid, though, I did read the opinions in the New York Times, back when that was a legitimate, decent newspaper. And they'd print the entire opinion. And I always found it very interesting. And, Yes, it can be confusing, but you can also understand it. There are portions that I couldn't, and I'd go through those, but then you pick right up, and it's like, wow, this is really brilliant. And anyway, I did that for the Alito opinion, the draft opinion, which I guess they never leak. This is the first leak in the history of the court. How long has the court been around? Since 17, when the hell, uh, 1770? The country was born in 1776. We didn't pass the Constitution until 1789, so... 1789. Long, long, long time. And uh, nobody ever leaked an opinion. I'm kind of surprised by that. But they leaked it. Why? Because they want to burn the country down. Yeah. They, they'd rather burn it down than give it back to Trump. And they've got nothing going for them right now. Nothing. They got a horrible, crummy president, a horrible, crummy economy. Everybody knows we're losing wars left and right. This, this, talk about a Hail Mary pass. And to gin up everybody, I have a feeling, though, it's not going to work. It's just kind of going to be a wash, even though you just heard Kamala. And here's another one. Fake Indian Elizabeth Warren. Cut 24, please. Huh? Someone was beating. Was that? Were they beating the drum for Pocahontas? One more time. Was there a draw? Is that an Indian kind of uh, ceremony? One more time. That was like one of those Indian fight chants or something, right? Um, how did that work out again with her? Yeah, the fake Indian. The DNA came back, and she's like 99.9999999. Turns out we're all more Native American than than she is. But, yeah, you know why she did that? Because she's not a particularly uh, accomplished scholar. Nothing against Rutgers, but she went to law school at Rutgers. Yet she was on the faculty at Harvard. Find out how many white men went to Rutgers and then became professors at Harvard Law School. Uh, let me do the research. Zero. Zero. Uh, check me on that, okay? But I'm pretty sure it's zero. 
<coughs> excuse me. Um, but if you check Native American, Native Americans are pretty rare. You know, they are. And uh, if you want to check that block, well, uh, a lot of doors open that would normally be closed. In fact, I think in University of California, you can go to school uh, for free, no questions asked, if you can establish yourself as a Native American. Uh, maybe we gave the Native Americans a bit too much. You know, I've said that before about veterans. You know, you can never do enough for a wounded veteran, but at the same time, you can do too much. Hey, um, I got to tell, I have not yet heard what Andrew McCarthy said. Is his name? No, Kevin McCarthy, the majority leader, minority leader for the U.S. House. Apparently, that guy was wetting his pants on January 6th. And career politician that he is, he blamed it all on Trump so it can go all back to normal. Wants him out of the picture. This guy has been in politics since he was 22 years old. You think he likes Trump's style? Of course not. He's a go-along, get-along type of guy. And I think he saw this as an opportunity to get rid of Trump once and for all. Uh, They're going after him on the left. Usually I have a lot of sympathy when that happens, but not so much right now. The tape is the tape. He said what he said, and uh, it's bad news. Hey, we have a new lieutenant governor. Did this guy take that job? He's a congressman from upstate New York. I don't think he I don't think this was a good career move. Uh, Kathy Hochul. Oh, by the way, she is. This is identity politics all over. I mean, I mean, come on. All right. Kathy Hochul from Buffalo. Went with another. Uh, is everybody OK out there? What happened? You know, I've been getting some interesting messages about uh, the Roe v. Wade thing. I got people and friends reaching out to me and they're very disturbed. This and that. I'm like, have you read the opinion? Uh. Usually they haven't. I'm like, get back to me. Or they tell me, yes. And I said, what'd you think about the 14th Amendment part? Uh. <laughs> All right, let's check in with Bob in Trumbull, Connecticut. Hello, Bob. How are you, sir? All right. Here's the, here's the question. You have all these crazies screaming about abortion. That's only a very crazy interpretation of the Constitution. But yet... The Second Amendment, which is stated in the Constitution, they're against. It, it's totally insane what these people are doing. You know what? Think about it. Yeah, I, that's a great point, man. <laughs> there it is in black and white. Second Amendment. That's really high up there as far as amendments go. And they quibble about that. That's a, a very Hey, Bob, it doesn't sound quite sound like you're from uh, Connecticut, if you know what I mean. Why? Because I think this this Senator Lieberman, the lying son of a no, I uh, I, 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 I I sense a slight Southern accent, but I could be wrong. The more you talk, I'm wrong. Oh no, I was born in Western Pennsylvania. Ah, well, that could be that's uh, that's kind of uh, you know that's the sticks, kind of right. No, oh, it was the sticks. It was the sign said eleven thousand friendly people in the whole county. <laughs> Uh, hey, real quick, uh, are you following the Pennsylvania thing? Oh, Dr. Oz, I thought he was great last night in the debate, if you caught it on Newsmax, hosted by Greta Van Sustern. Uh, she did great. Uh, everybody seems to be really sick of Dave McCormick. I'm just putting on my analyst hat here 
And uh, do we have any uh, sound from the debate, Dr. Oz? I'd love to play a little bit. He, he was very cool. He was very cool under fire, and that that goes a long way. Did you see it, pal? A little bit, but it, I, I listened to him on on the um, – he was on uh, – oh, Mark Levin he was on. And, you know, it's – What? Unless we get rid of these damn – um, socialists, communists, Democrats. Think about it. When you sign up, it's to pro- you sign up to protect the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and Democrat. And then you have <laughs> all, all right. these people that don't. All right. Yeah, I love you, Bob. Thank you very much. Great point. You know, America right now is in decline, serious decline. It really is. You know, when Donald Trump came down that escalator, make America great again, uh, he was right. You know, we had entered a losing streak, but we were still in the game. You know, I felt we had become mediocre, but now we're less than mediocre. I mean, we are in serious, serious decline. Losing wars, losing Afghanistan the way we did. Open borders. A corrupt culture getting even worse. Um a president who is clearly selling us out to the Chinese, to power, who knows what kind of entanglements he has. We have a Justice Department that will not look into it aggressively. We have a media establishment that gives him a pass. We are in serious, serious decline. Uh, And I was thinking about the Top Gun movie. Remember Top Gun? Hey, Top Gun is coming out uh, Memorial Day, I think. But there's this great scene after Maverick does the flyby of the tower. And uh, Maverick, you know, Tom Cruise, and they fly by, and they get in trouble. They're getting chewed out by the boss, the air boss. And later on that night, Goose visits Maverick in his room and says, Hey, man, look, uh, you know, when I first got here to Top Gun School, all I could think about was getting that first place trophy. But right now, all I want to do is graduate. And I feel like that's where our country is right now. You know, I mean, like, wow. At one point, you know, we were going to be make America great again. Yeah. Right now, I just hope we survive as a country. I sometimes have my doubts. Then again, what do they say? The darkest hour always comes before the dawn, right? I am optimistic. I am troubled, but optimistic. And uh, I think great things are going to happen. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is The Greg Kelly Show. Uh, yes. One moment, please. We had people over our house last night, even though I was a little bit sick. It was very nice. Uh, my cousins, Mike and, and uh, Amy. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> my parents. And, uh, hey, do we have the Dr. Oz stuff ready yet? No, not yet. All right. Dr. Oz was fantastic last night. I think I'm uh, pulling some strings here. I'm going to get him on the show tonight. Also, 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 John Paul Mac Isaac, the owner of that computer shop where Hunter Biden left his laptop. He goes in there in a drunken stupor um, and uh, says, I need my computer fixed. And they fill out a little slip. And on that slip, it says, you know, uh, you know, gives him an estimate, 85 bucks, whatever it was. And 
You know, called him when it was ready. Hunter never called back. Hunter never showed up to get it. And, uh, well, like three months later, it says on the slip, it becomes the property of the store. So uh, it's not yours anymore, Hunter. It's uh, this guy's. And he did the right thing. He gave it to the FBI. Why did he do that, by the way? So he knew it was Hunter Biden. By the way, he's almost blind. So he only knows that because uh, the guy said the name and Hunter was like frustrated that you don't know who I am. That was like a thing that happened when he dropped off the laptop. Anyway, Hunter Biden becomes a big thing in the news, right? In those hearings. And this guy thinks, well, I own the computer now. It's mine. What's this Burisma thing all about? And he searches for Burisma. Ba-ching! Comes up like a billion times, right? This is like, uh uh-oh, uh-oh, I better give this to the FBI. But he also made a copy for himself just in case. And I'm glad he did because the FBI buried it. Maybe they even threw it in the river on the way home. FBI can't even account for it anymore. Um, yeah, they don't know. No. There's the swamp. You know, Rudy Giuliani and uh, Mr. Costello, they did the right thing. New York Post did the right thing. Suddenly, every news organization in the in the world turned their nose up to a scoop. Since when does that happen? Well, you know, the, the intent of Rudy Giuliani, who cares? You, you get information all the time. People have all kinds of motivations. It doesn't matter. What's, what's the information itself? can't believe that the Wall Street Journal of all places took a big pass on that. All right. Joe in Poughkeepsie. Hello. Greg, how are you? Fine. Uh, I just want to real quick say hello to Danielle, who's listening to you. She's a co-worker of mine. She lost her son earlier this year, and all our hearts go out to her. But uh, you can identify with this. I'm on the downwind leg getting ready to land on the Lexington, and I finished my landing checklist. And I look at that tiny little dot I'm supposed to land on. And, Greg, I start shaking on the controls. And the only thing I can think of to do, and you'll appreciate this, I said the Lord's Prayer. And after I said the Lord's Prayer, it was like a switch was flipped, and I had I was completely peaceful, and all the fear went away, and I did great. Wow. Well, first of all, uh, our best to Danielle, and secondly— uh, I'm surprised you were able to get that prayer out while you're flying around the boat. Uh, I, I, I'm being all I can be just to fly the damn thing. I can't think about anything else. You you said a prayer while you're flying downwind. Good for you. Well, I was in the uh, T2 Bucca, and I think I was the last plane in a four-ship, so I had some time. And I think that's what scared me because I had enough time to look at this tiny little thing I'm supposed to land on. And, uh, you know, just out of the blue. And, you know, I shared that with my dad. Uh, when he was suffering from cancer and it only had a few months to live, and he thanked me for that. So I know you're a religious guy, and I just thought I'd share that with you. Well, I love it. I love it. Do me a favor before you go, because I remember very well when I first landed on an aircraft carrier in a T2 Buckeye, by the way. Uh, After T2s, did you fly A4s? I love the A4. The best plane was that A4. It was great. What did you fly after the A4? Well, I went to the A7 rag, but I oh, never right. uh, graduated from the A7 rag. Uh-oh, what happened? Well, we we had uh, a very I, – I got the – I didn't realize there was something like a field uh, – a FENAB board. And actually, my LSOs from Pensacola came back to testify in my favor. And when they were leaving, they said, look, people – this this is like a bad environment here. It's not you. 
so that uh, they kind of you know made me feel a little bit better. But you know, I, I love talking to you about the the airplanes and stuff. And and uh, Thursdays are my day off, so I'll try to call in if that's okay with you. Anytime, Joe. Thank you very very much. Yeah, memories, boy oh boy. If you want a challenge, and I'm surprised how many people don't ask me about the military. If you're a, a kid or you know somebody, I just I, I it's one hell of an adventure. It's so much fun. They don't tell you about that. You have no idea the interesting, fascinating things you get to do in the military, and you only get to do them in the military. There are certain things you just can't do anywhere else. I mean, I guess Jeff Bezos could buy a big ship if he wanted to and a jet and figure out this. Even Jeff Bezos, I don't think it actually worked that out. You've got to be a billionaire could not do that. But a country can. And. I just, I'm so grateful, by the way, to America for that and many, many, many other things. Uh, Troy is in Mountain Lakes. Where's that? Yeah. Hi there, Greg. Hi. Where's Mountain Lakes? Yeah. Mountain Lakes, New Jersey, uh, 46. Okay. What's up? West. Okay. So, look, I'm going to have to be blunt here, so fasten your seatbelt. I'm getting really tired of you beating around the bush. Now, you talk about, you talk about these urban areas. The solution is white supremacists I was talking about. They exist. They're out there. And uh, uh, Troy uh, seems sounds like he's one of them to me uh, with that uh, very unfortunate language and very hateful sentiment. Uh, I don't know what the hell uh, you're smoking out there, but I invite you, Troy. I understand the show has not been living up to your racist expectations. So please uh, go on a sub. uh, What kind of crazy radio do those guys have? Sometimes uh, the shortwave radio. Find somebody who thinks like you in some faraway place and you guys can have at it. And the moment you break the law. And by the way, what you just said is not against the law. It's against my moral code. It's against. Uh. Uh, my value system, uh, but you do have the right to say those horrible things, and uh, uh, and I have the right to uh, disagree with you, and of course hang up on you, and uh, and ask you to never call me again. How's that? All right, uh, let's just uh, see if we can get somebody nicer here now. Uh, how about Jane in New Jersey? Hello, Jane. Hi, Greg. How are you? All right. Yeah, just to see you're feeling better. Thank you. Uh, I just want to say real quick that. Abortion was never set up to be a form of birth control, but yet that's how it's being portrayed today. And there are so many things that you can use to prevent pregnancy, uh, including the, the morning after pill, condoms, whatever. So these women that stand there holding these signs, and I, I'm just amazed how quickly they had these signs made, like within hours after the leak, um, they should stop moving. They should start moving away from the fact that using abortion as that, and, and you know, consenting adults having sex and and getting pregnant. There are other things that you can do to prevent yourself from doing that. Of course, there are. Hey, by the way, you're right about those signs. Where do they come from so fast? I'll be back after the break. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. Greg Kelly, the latest breaking news and opinions, entertaining and informative. Scanning the fake news, I see there's absolutely no conversation whatsoever about Donald Trump and his endorsement and the power of it. Excuse me, J.D. Vance, a one in Ohio, came from 20 points behind in about a week to win that race. Why? Because he was endorsed by Donald Trump. Why did Donald Trump endorse him? Because he's one hell of an impressive guy who can win the general election. J.D. Vance uh, wrote Hillbilly Elegy, which is um, one of the best memoirs, really, of the 20, what century are we in? 20th century, 21st century, 21st century. Anyway, uh, he did a great job on that. They made it into a Netflix thing. He's a venture capitalist, uh, all-around big thinker. Oh, and oh, by the way, a United States Marine. And one uh, thing about that, excuse me. I've been following this guy for a long time. I didn't even know he was in the Marine Corps. It came up. I found out because Donald Trump endorsed him, and he mentioned it. He's a Marine, too, and he was a great guy in the Marine Corps. So when I heard that, uh, that was the first time I heard it. And some people, look, I was a Marine. Arguably, I talk about it a little bit too much, but um, for a long time, I didn't. I liked his style. And J.D. Vance won, uh, and he would not have won without Donald Trump's support. And I see the political press is very quiet about this. Now, they would be writing, trying to write Donald Trump's political obituary if J.D. Vance lost, of course. Oh, this spells uh, very grim prospects for the president as he considers a run in 2024, his failure to... No. Uh, the opposite happened, and they're not, they're not giving him credit. Can I hear from J.D. Vance again? The, this is the Republican nominee for United States Senate in Ohio. Cut one. They wanted to write a story that this campaign would be the death of Donald Trump's America First agenda. Ladies and gentlemen, it ain't the death of the America First agenda. All right, J.D. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, he's running against some guy named Ryan, who I don't think has a shot. He's, uh, He's a very bland individual. Cut four, if you don't mind. The opportunities in this state depend on us fighting and winning against Tim Ryan in November, because as much as he will try to claim that he's one thing, his voting record and the evidence suggest that he is the very worst of modern American politics. Wow. Uh, Here's the guy. Uh, He's talking about Tim Ryan. Uh, Ooh. And I think he's all for abortion all the way up until the very end. All the way up to the trip to the hospital. You can abort a baby? Really, Tim Ryan? Cut five. As senator, would you have any limits on abortion? What we had established in Roe is something that, that we can continue to work with. And I think those can be the parameters. But then again, if you get rid of what was established law, which in many ways was conservative to keep that, to appreciate stare decisis and make sure we appreciate uh, the law, Um, If we move away from that, you're going to get states like Ohio that have some of the most extreme uh, laws in the whole country. My question was about any limits to abortion at any point. Look, you got to leave it up to the to the woman because you and I sitting here or a bunch of. Well, you and I sitting here can't account for all of the different scenarios that a, a woman 
dealing with the complexities of a pregnancy are going through. Okay. How can you and I figure that out? Well, I appreciate your straightforward answer. Wow. Hey, by the way, what the hell's a woman anyway? <laughs> He's being pretty bold there. Is he a biologist? Is he a doctor? A woman? Whatever happened to birthing person? You look up the city of New York, go to their department of go to the Department of Health website. They don't talk about uh, mothers. They talk about birthing persons. And if you really look, the worst of them all are white women. Oh, boy. It is now policy, policy to stigmatize women who happen to be white. It's really, really incredible. Um, and the more I think about these things, the angrier I get, actually. So um, this is a very good thing that J.D. Vance is the nominee. And I think next, the next victory we're going to see, and I think credit will go to Donald Trump, in part, Dr. Roz winning, hopefully, on May 17th. Uh, I've been rooting for the guy uh, because I know him. He's a friend, and uh, I like him, and I respect him. He's brilliant, and I like his positions. And uh, So he was at the debate last night on Newsmax. Newsmax did a great job, by the way. We... Ran the debate. It looked like one of those big presidential debates. Newsmax, uh, Grove City, Pennsylvania. You can find it online. It's uh, hosted by Greta Van Susteren. And uh, all five of them uh, who made the cut, you got to get to a certain point. Anyway, here's Dr. Roz in last night's debate. Should we demand China pay reparations for COVID? Mr. McCormick. Yes, we should demand that China pay reparations for COVID. We lost a million Americans and trillions of dollars and I'm taking a lot of heat on China here. Mehmet, again, this is a perfect example of the phoniness. Mehmet, if you go to his financial disclosure, he made millions of dollars from China, from a deal with Usana, Mr. McCormick, from Dr. OzSleep.com, and the Chinese Communist and, Propaganda Ambassador machine. Sands, the same question. Absolutely, but as a matter of fact, <clears throat> Mehmet Oz... Hey, just pause it for a second. <laughs> uh, I asked for some Dr. Oz sound. So now I'm going to hear from Carla Sands. Okay, that's fine. The former ambassador to uh, Greenland who has absolutely no chance, but let's listen to what she has to say, too. When the pandemic hit, said we have to follow the Chinese Communist Party example. And the Chinese Communist Party is in control of the WHO. They're corrupt, and they instituted lockdowns, as we know. They're still locking their people down. We have to say never again will we free people be locked down or accept mandates. Dr. Oz, both candidates, both candidates mention your name. You have 30 seconds to respond. You know, China has continually cheated at everything. They embed faculty in our universities. Uh, They're able to bribe some of our companies. They they are able to gain access to our media. They play with our tech companies. Uh, And we have not been serious about the threat they offer. There is no question they owe us reparations. I'd start with the one, uh, well, actually, I'll just start with the debt that we have to them and the the account imbalance they refuse to acknowledge because they never honor the deals they make. If you hold them accountable, there's a prayer that they might move in the right direction. Thank you, Dr. Oz. Okay. Um, gives you a sense of what happened. And um, I like him a lot, and I think he's going to do great things in the United States Senate. He's got a big rally on Friday. The president of the United States, I'm sorry, former president of the United States will be there, Donald Trump. And speaking of our present president, one more time, what the hell did he say about us, about the Make America Great Again crowd? Did you hear this? I mean, it's combination lie Arrogance, elitism, and uh, stupidity. All this, all in one statement. Go ahead. 
This is about a lot more than abortion. What happens if you have a state changes the law saying that, that, that children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children? Is that, is that legit under the way that the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. You know, how dare he? This is a guy who said he would unite America. And he said his entire soul was in it. Do you remember that? My whole soul is in this, uniting this country, bringing us together. So if his whole soul was in it, and we are where we are, uh, maybe, just maybe, he has no soul. I'm serious. I, I don't know about this guy. I mean, I don't know about this guy, but I'm talking on a deeper level. I mean, I really don't know about him. Um, hmm. it's all going to work out though. Oh, wait a second. Pete has something to say about the book of revelation, which let's face it is the scariest book in the Bible. Hi, Pete. Oh, hello. 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 Uh, Hello, Greg. Yes. Greg, I, I gave you the ride. What? I gave you the ride. I don't know what you're talking about. I thought you said you were a veteran, a Marine. Yeah. Well, who gives the Marines the ride? The ride? Uh, you mean the you were yeah, in the... I'm a veteran. I thought about, like, did I, get a, did I get a ride from the 7-Eleven lately? I mean, it just didn't sound like, you know, it didn't, didn't leap to mind. I get it. You were in the Navy, and yes, the Navy transported Marines. Thanks for the ride, Pete. Uh, You're welcome. All right. What? Okay. Get on to the book of Revelations. You know, all the talk show hosts and uh, TV hosts and the politicians who write all these books on politics and killing and all this and that, they should take a break from um, uh, writing the books and read the book of Revelation. And I know I could say this to you because you even mentioned the Lord's Prayer before, and I hear you say uh, the Bible or Jesus sometimes. And uh, I think they should read the book of Revelation because this country, like you said, is in deep decline. And the end is near um, because of all the re- um, reasons you said were in decline. Well, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Um, first of all, I, I think everybody should read the Bible, including the book of Revelation. But, 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 and even though we are in decline as a country, you compare us to where we've been before. You compare where this planet has been before. I mean, we are in a golden age, man. I mean, look, things are bad. Things are terrible. We, we're going to get it back, and we're going to be better. And I don't like the direction, but you compare us to where we were. I mean, could you imagine being alive in the year 1790? You know, the pestilence you had to deal with and no heat, no electricity. I mean, and when people went to war, when countries went to war, like in the Crusades, which was much earlier, I mean— the victors got everything, the women, the children. It was just horror. I mean, this, we're alive at a very good time. I know their things seem crazy, and they are. But I don't think it comes close to what they're warning about in the book of Revelation, Pete. I don't. Well, all the pastors in my church think we're living in the end times. You know, Pete, that, uh... Pete, can I just say this? I've been hearing that from pastors, you know, since I've gone to church. All right, I've been hearing that since I was a kid. 
They're always kind of worried about that. I do remember vividly somebody said, the most, most recently I saw a preset, it was just before, it was like five years ago, I remember. I mean, you know, all the, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. Even though things are bad, even though there's depravity, even though the world has fallen, we know that. The world comes that way. Uh, I just, it could get, look, it could get worse. It's going to get a lot worse. Hey, but what does Revelation say about, uh, I mean, it's going to happen sooner or later, right? It will, right? Yeah, yes. I just so don't think this is about what I. Uh, those who are saved are like not going to be around for that, right? No, you got it all wrong. You got to read it. No, 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 no. I I don't have it all wrong. Um, I don't have it all wrong. When those big pieces of uh, of hail come down and start killing people, who are those people who are going to die? Tell me, describe them. The, the people who have the mark of the beast. That's who's going to die. All right, easy. Pete, 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 you sound a little bit too enthusiastic about that part. All right, calm down. Um, But I appreciate it, and um, you remind us all that uh, to read the Bible and to read. I told you I read read that that draft opinion. I feel like I know ten times more than any fake news host out there. They're all yelling and screaming about the wrong stuff. Uh, But there's nothing more important um, than the Bible and to uh, sit down and read that. And I know it can be confusing. And that's why I recommend the Charles Stanley Life Principles Bible. Because it has all these little footnotes in it. And it, uh, helpful explainers. It's like a teaching Bible. And it's the official Bible. And you'll love it. Nothing more important. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. This is the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, whenever confronted with somebody you disagree with, with someone you don't like, uh, what do you do? Uh, Well, here's what they do. If uh, you're under the age of 25, cut 18, please. Lawyers matter. Who said they didn't? What's the, what's the problem? This is at the UC Hastings Law School, and they didn't like some speaker, so they start hitting. <laughs> excuse me, my goodness, uh, hitting them with "Black Lawyers Matter." Oh, there's something else that's going on. Elon Musk, hero, total hero, genius. It's going to take us to the moon, um, revolutionizing uh, the car industry, space. Just an amazing individual. And guess what? He's not woke. He's not liberal. Uh, he's one of us. And I think the guy is amazing. And I am so grateful uh, what he's done for Twitter so far. Twitter is important. It is. A, you may not be on Twitter. I urge you to get on Twitter because there's a lot going on there. And, you know, so Twitter goes, so America in a way. And we are able to now speak. Conservatives like me, Trump supporters like me, I am... Uh, unrestricted and believe me i was restricted every couple of days ten thousand followers gone you know all of a sudden i i I say something about critical race theory it explodes and you know goes really big you know for about five minutes and then it stops dead in its tracks what the hell kind of country is that it was offending me it fortunately it offended a guy who could do something about it elon musk so elon musk is getting the new york times treatment uh, a hit job in the New York Times. They're trying to say 
what are they trying to say? He's a racist. Why? Because he was born in South Africa. Um, that's the message. Born in South Africa during apartheid. Now, apartheid was a horrible thing, and it's gone now. But they're trying to say that just by being there as a kid, he had to have been impacted by it, and he's probably a racist. Isn't that something? Hmm? Um, I noticed, by the way, the story, I'm reading it, I'm like, this has got to be, this is incredible. You can't write this kind of stuff. You can't, there's this guilt, this is guilt by association. You can't, you can't talk about somebody like, and this is the New York Times. Wow, what's going on there? And then I looked to the reporter, the reporters, but I want to focus on one, John Elgin, who happens to be, um, well, I, I guess he's a social, racial justice warrior, right? He's one of those guys. And uh, you can't tell these guys, uh, no. You can't tell them, uh, you can't, no, no. They're going to tell you. They are going to tell you. And they're going to tell their editor, oh, get the hell out of my way. This is my story. This is my truth. And this is what I'm going to write. And because Elon Musk spent time as a kid in South Africa, uh, we're going to write this story in such a way that suggests he's a racist. Uh, and that Twitter, he wants to make it a platform for racism and conspiracy theories. It's incredible what happened to that once great newspaper. I remember being on the Long Island Railroad with my dad. It must have been 1976. Had to be 76 because we left from Baldwin and we were living in Baldwin that year. And we're going into the city to go to the Empire State Building, actually. And he's reading the New York Times, and he just said, kind of to no one, he says, boy, this is such a great newspaper. And I grew up thinking that as well, and it was. And all the specialized graphics. You know, you look at USA Today, and they got all the graphs and the charts. Well, the New York Times, they really uh, pioneered all that stuff. They were among the first to do that, to make it extremely readable. And um, now the place is an asylum run by the inmates. It's totally, totally out of control. Let's go. Let's take a look at what they're talking about right now. The New York Times. It's transgender this. It's racial justice that. I mean, it's crazy, crazy stuff. They don't just want to tell you the news. They want to tell you. Let's see here. What do we got? In a post-Roe America, abortion pills stand to become the next battleground. Okay. Um, as the Supreme Court Marshal begins her investigation, theories over the leaks circulate in Washington. Well, that's okay. Uh, death toll during pandemic far exceeds country's reported totals. Come on, where are the wacky headlines? Ah, uh, <laughs> um, oh, wait, what's this? Burning down a way of life. Wildfire rips through a Hispanic bastion. Um, it's a huge wildfire in Mexico, New Mexico, and they're focusing on the, the Spanish neighborhood. Okay, that sounds a little woke to me because knowing a little bit about that fire, it's so big. There are lots of neighborhoods that were uh, in flames. Here we go. The frighteningly autocratic implications of overturning Roe versus Wade. And they have this Kara Swisher. I, Kara Swisher, their tech journalist. What's special about her? I have a feeling it has something to do with identity politics, if you know anything about Kara Swisher. Uh, 
I listened in on big business. It's profiting from inflation, and you're paying for it. Here's something else. I've been incarcerated for 21 years. I wish the judge could see who I am today. Uh, let's see what that's all about. Nah, I don't want to go through all the nonsense. Um, but suffice it to say, the paper is corrosive. That's the first time I've looked at it in about a month. Bad, bad stuff. Well, I looked at the Elon Musk story. Elon Musk is an American hero, and I am glad he's alive. He's enlightened, and he's using God's gifts to the absolute fullest. Johnny in Queens, yes, hello. Hello, Johnny in Queens. What's up? Yes. Hello? Yeah, 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 it's you. What's up? Oh, good. I moved up to Sullivan County. Uh, yeah, I'm just commenting. Uh, by the way, thank you for your service, sir. I'm uh, sorry. Uh, you were too too slow on the draw there. The music is playing. Why did you tell the guy if you're from uh, Sel- Queens if you're in Sullivan County? I told him I moved up to Sullivan County. Well, why would you tell him all those details? All right, Johnny, hold on a second. I'll be with you in a minute. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. Hey, the Biden administration, they really can find talent. You heard about the new disinformation czar, that 33-year-old Harry Potter freak who uh, thinks that the Hunter Biden laptop was uh, misinformation. She's going to be in charge of figuring out what's misinformation and disinformation. And then there's this, this uh, crazy lady named McCarthy. And I got to find out exactly what her role is. Uh, McCarthy, Tufts University. She's bragging about... um, all the new regulations and also putting putting uh, airlines out of business. Listen to this, please. Go ahead, Kevin. I just got something no, Kevin, 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 stop, 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 stop. They're both named McCarthy. So I'm not talking about that McCarthy. I'm talking about the crazy lady in Boston, the little clip I sent you from Twitter. Try that one. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, her name is McCarthy as well. Uh, go ahead and press play. We have solutions that can deliver. We're, going to, we're actually going to do 100 rules this year alone on appliances, just like you asked. We are developing partnerships on how we work together for new building standards, even for sustainable airlines. Who'd have thunk that they'd be all in, but they better be or they're going to be out of here. Right? We have solutions that, was, that can uh, deliver. That's Biden climate advisor Gina McCarthy. Doesn't it sound like she should be running a candy store or something like that? She reminds me of the lady I used to see at Tiamo when I would go down there to buy uh, Starburst and Spree and Chewable Spree. Let me hear her one more time. I mean, I think it might even be the same person. She ran the candy store. One more time. We have solutions that can deliver. We're, gonna, we're actually going to do 100 rules this year alone on appliances. Just like you asked, we are developing partnerships on how we work together for new building standards, even for sustainable airlines. Who'd have thunk that they'd be all in, but they better be or they're going to be out of here. You're out of here. Greg, you keep looking at those Playboy magazines. You're out of here. That's why we used to go to Tiamo, by the way. Um, All right. Uh, That and the uh, the candy I mentioned. Yeah, Starburst. So uh, now... That brings us to Kevin McCarthy. (laughs) Kevin, uh, hang it up, all right? Now, I know the fake news is out to screw you, but 
you said these things in a phone call, and the problem I have with it, or you, is that you're just not a leader. You are a guy who sticks his thumb in his mouth, gets it all wet, and then holds it up and sees which way the wind is blowing, and then you make your decisions. You don't lead. You follow. And what do you follow? You follow the swamp. And what's good business? What's good business for the swamp? How do you keep a guy like you who has absolutely no skill, no discernible skill whatsoever? Nothing. Nothing. He doesn't know how to do anything except keep himself in that job. And what is that job? (laughs) Congressman. Leadership in Congress. He's been in politics since the age of 22. I mean, you tell me, is this leadership or is it, and is he being fair to Donald Trump? Go ahead. I just got something said now about Newsmax, something Matt Gates said, where he's calling people's names out, saying an anti-Trump in this type of uh, atmosphere um, in some of the other places. This is, this is serious stuff people are doing that has to stop. So, and, uh, and Louis' comments, too, a lot of members have said, some real concerning things. It's potentially illegal what he's doing. He's putting people in jeopardy. And he, he doesn't need to be doing this. It's, we, we saw what people would do in the Capitol. Um, you know, at least people came prepared. It's, All right. That came out a couple of days ago. I'm looking for the newer stuff where he talks about Donald Trump being atrocious. Oh, he's so atrocious. Um, he's not atrocious. He's a leader. And sometimes leadership isn't pretty. Sometimes it's uh, you got to get red in the face. You know who doesn't know that? Well, Kevin doesn't know that. And Barack Obama doesn't know that. What did Barack Obama do? He never broke a sweat. Still doesn't break a sweat, by the way. He doesn't have to. So one guy in the world, everybody else basically has to hustle. <coughs> you got you to gotta, you gotta hustle. You got to scramble. You got to make things happen. But for whatever reason, the world just comes to him and writes him checks. For his bad books, his bad movies, his bad documentaries. Why do they do that? Why do they do that? It's some sort of colossal virtue signal. And speaking of colossal virtue signals, we got major companies going where they shouldn't be going at this point, saying that if Roe v. Wade is under uh, uh, is overturned, they're going to pay for their employees to get abortions wherever they have to go. So let's say you can't get one in North Dakota, they'll fly you to uh, California, all right? Where they're going to have drive-through abortions, probably. Uh, you can't get it in, uh, what's another place? Idaho, they'll take you over to uh, Oregon, quick trip, and, uh, and hook you up. And let me look at the companies. These are blue-chip companies, and... They should be staying the hell out of it. Why, oh, why? Didn't they learn anything from writing all those stupid checks to Black Lives Matter? They were falling all over themselves, writing $10 million checks to a company they did not even vet. They did no due diligence. They did not, they did not evaluate their giving and nothing. It was all about virtue signaling. It was all about placating the mob. And how do you placate the mob? You know, you give in. You join the mob. You join the mob, and so the mob doesn't come for you. You know how that works? Uh, let me try Jamie in New Jersey. Hi. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. What are you doing? 
I'm driving. Uh, what do you got? Um, I wanted to say that the original Roe v. Wade was an example of legislating from the bench, which is the reason we don't want liberals on the bench, because they want to play from the bench. And, uh, you know, the overturning it is the right thing to do. But then um, they, then Joe Biden says that we're going to get rid of uh, this, that, and the other thing, which would just be more legislating from the bench. It's the opposite. Yeah, look, don't, don't pay too much attention to what Joe Biden says. I saw his uh, analysis of the, uh, the leaked opinion, and it was just gibberish. I mean, he was all over the place. That's, you know, forget about leading. This guy just being coherent is going to be a challenge. But you're right. It was legislating from the bench. In fact, they characterized it as the exercise of raw judicial power. You know, they didn't actually back up their row was not backed up by logic. It was just a power play. They just went out and did it. And it was damn right. Legislating from the bench, which should be a dirty word. Should be a, a you know a, an offensive phrase, although Judge Justice Sotomayor admitted in public that of course we legislate from the bench, and they still confirmed her. By the way, they still confirmed her. She said it out loud. It was an amazing moment. Uh, Paul and Duchess, yes, Paul. Greg, I think I have a positive message for you today. Isaiah fifty-five eight nine. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. So now if you look at the 2020 election, we all feel like, okay, there was wrong doing, the record should be set right, we should hold people accountable. But God doesn't work that way. God will challenge you with hard times, you will meet the challenge. Ecclesiastes 7.14, when times are good, be joyful. When times are bad, consider this, God made one as well as the other. If you look what's happening now, we're going through a challenge. But these fools in charge, these buffoons, are going to be forever discredited and eventually rendered irrelevant. So as you said before, it's darkest before the dawn. I love it. Hey, by the way, did you read that from memory, or are you looking at it? Are you reading it? Well, I remember the verses, and then I go research them out. I'm like, okay, I know this verse somewhere. And then what I do is I put a couple of keywords in, and then it grabs out the uh, the verse. I love it. I love it. And yes, you know, he has a purpose for all of us. I mean— I remember thinking uh, I was really devastated when uh, when when Biden became president. I really was. And I was a little bit freaked out because I had found myself in a nice little groove. You know, I liked I liked the show that I was doing. I liked defending Trump. I liked, uh, you know, I just liked it. And quite frankly, this has forced me to dig deeper and become a better broadcaster and to to play a role that I, quite frankly, had never played before. So. Who knows? You know, we all have our little battles in life. And I I think he gives us these tests and challenges on purpose. Right, Paul? Absolutely. And, Greg, by the way, I think you're doing a great job. I love your show. Uh, Paul, thanks so much, man. Thank you so much. Uh, all right. Now, with that, I think it's time to regroup. What is going on with my voice? Can you hear it? I, I, I it's, it's really an issue now. Yeah, I think uh, you're, what, an hour <laughs> and 45 minutes in here, Greg? And uh, I'm going home. All right. I'm, I'm going home sick. And I don't think I can do that. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Give me one second. I do have to get something from my throat. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. You're listening to The Greg Kelly Show. (laughs) All right. So uh, people do want to know. At first, I didn't care. Now I'm mildly curious. Who the hell leaked that 
draft opinion from the Supreme Court. Well, we have a contender. It looks like we have a suspect, all right? Not officially, and we want to say we're only evaluating publicly available records. But have you ever heard of a guy named Will Chamberlain? He's very, very smart. He's a lawyer. He's a senior counsel at the uh, IAP, which I think is the Internet uh, something or other project. Really smart guy. He's a real freedom of speech guy, and uh, I think he leans a bit libertarian and conservative. And uh, and he makes the case on Twitter for who the leaker is. Okay, are you ready for this? And this is just a theory he has. And uh, nothing's confirmed, nothing's uh, proven, but here we go. Meet Elizabeth Deutsch. Elizabeth Deutsch. She's currently a law clerk for Justice Breyer, and in my humble opinion... She is the most likely person to have leaked the draft Supreme Court opinion in Dobbs, purporting to overturn Roe v. Wade. But first, a disclaimer. I have no inside information. The thread is speculation based almost entirely on publicly available information. I could easily be wrong. Cool? Cool. And here he goes. Her academic background isn't that uncommon for Supreme Court clerks. Yale undergrad, Yale Law, and two British master's degrees, one from the London School of Economics and one from Cambridge. Do note that the master's degree is in gender, gender studies, to which I say, why the hell would you get a master's degree in gender? Get some, get a cool master's degree. Get an MBA. Get a master's in um, space or something. I don't know. Gender. All right. Let me continue. Here's where things start to get very interesting. Every law student has to write a note, a long legal research paper, usually making a novel argument about the law. Elizabeth Deutsch wrote hers about reproductive rights and abortion. Specifically, she argued that Obamacare's non-discrimination provision should be interpreted to force Catholic hospitals to perform emergency abortions. Aggressive argument, but hey. Law students make aggressive arguments. All right. So he's saying, you know, okay, nothing wrong with making an opinion like that, but let's go on. While in law school, she wrote a New York Times op-ed about reproductive rights, sensing a theme here. Her career page on LinkedIn does not reveal that much until we start digging a little bit further. I love this guy. First, thanks to her New York Times wedding announcement, of course, we know that she clerked for Judge Nina Pollard. Pollard was one of the D.C. Circuit judges appointed by Obama and forced through by Harry Reid, blowing up the filibuster. She's stridently pro-choice, perhaps not shocking. After her clerkships, she got a Gruber Fellowship at the ACLU for a full year. What was she working on? You guessed it, abortion and reproductive rights. But none of this proves anything. Yes, Deutsch's career seems pretty focused on abortion, but without some connection to Josh Gerstein, the journalist who received the leak opinion, that would be no reason to suspect her. Let's go back to that New York Times wedding announcement. The bride and groom met at Yale. She is a lawyer. He is a journalist. Isaac Arnsdorf just got hired by the Washington Post as a national political reporter. Of course, he's on the Trump beat. But where has he written in the past? Oh, look, he wrote for Politico, sharing a byline with... Josh Gerstein. Josh Gerstein, again, is the reporter who broke the story about the leaked memo for Politico. Looks like Gerstein and they are still bros, chatting on Twitter, interacting as recently as last year. So, 
to conclude, we have a currently serving Supreme Court law clerk whose career clerk whose career has been almost solely focused on abortion. She wrote her law school note on abortion. She wrote op-eds about reproductive rights. She spent a year working on abortion for the ACLU. She clerked for a stridently pro-choice appellate judge. And it just so happens that her husband is a journalist who shared bylines with Josh Gerstein at Politico, and it looks like they are still buds. I don't know that Elizabeth Deutsch leaked the draft opinion, but I certainly think someone who has spent much of their academic and professional life fighting to expand the right to get an abortion could be desperate enough to do so. There it is. What do you think, huh? Well, if I were Chief Justice Roberts, I would bring Elizabeth Deutsch down to Human Resources and have a little talk with her. What do you think? I mean, again, she might be innocent. And if she is, by the way, um, are apologies in order? Because I don't know. I actually don't. I wouldn't say that. I mean, I'm sorry. You're in a very select group. We all suspect one of the clerks. So you're on the suspect list. And by the way, you know, if you didn't do it, fine. If you did it, we got a problem. There's things in your record. I think I think it's worthy to, uh, yeah, she could have done it. And if she didn't do it, is she does she deserve an apology from us? I don't think so, actually, because we're not saying anything. Uh, no, no. It's all part of the public record. Uh, yeah. And you know what? If she called me up and said, you know what? You did that whole thing on the radio and I didn't do it. I'd probably say sorry about that. Eh, yeah, sorry about that. But no offense. You know what I mean? Wait, hey, look. It's possible. You got to admit. You got to admit, right? Come on, Liz. What do you think? Francis in Bronx. Yes, Francis. Yes, Greg. Good afternoon. Uh, with the abortion business, I, I, I don't care what women do with their body as long as I don't have to pay as a taxpayer for any, any kind of sexual uh, endeavors that they have. That's it. That's it. As long as you don't have to pay, you don't care what they do. I I really don't. Yeah. But why why should I pay? Why should I pay for for their activities? That makes me feel like a John or a pimp. Uh, you know what? We're paying a lot of money. I got to tell you, I was driving on the road the other day. I'm like, bam, 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 potholes galore. We're paying a lot in taxes. What the hell are we doing? You know what I mean? We got all these ridiculous agencies and nothing that was conceived in the by the founding fathers, and it's just, it's out of hand, that swamp. All right, Francis, thank you. Uh, let me go to uh, Amy. Amy's on Long Island. Hi. Hi, Greg. How are you? How are you? Um, good, thanks. I'm so happy I finally got through. I am a fellow Garden City person. What street? Um, uh, Kensington. Ah, yes, Road. I know it. What else? Um, just calling, I think the whole leaking thing, I mean, I think you're onto something for sure. Um, with this with this clerk. And I also think the left is going to tout her as a hero and protect her. I don't think her career is going to end. I think it's going to be only the beginning for her. You know, the means always justify the the ends, always justify the means with these people. So, yeah, um, if they're going to give her the Vinman treatment, they'll give her, uh, you know, they'll they'll set her up uh, very much. So what do you do, Amy? What do you do for a living? Um, I am a part time teacher. And a full-time mom. How are, how are the things in the classroom right now? They're getting better. Um, we fought hard to get them back full-time, first of all, and then without masks. And, you know, these poor kids have been through so much. And um, it's, it's tiring. 
to be a, a parent right now, you know, and I, I, I know it's right now. It's oh my goodness gracious. I had no idea how much work was involved. And I barely yeah, do well, any yeah. of it, quite frankly, in my house. I mean, <laughs> it is a lot. All right, Amy, thank you. I got two guys on hold. I feel bad. Uh, let's see here. Norm in Brooklyn. Yes, Norm. Gregory. Um, I uh, Just the reason why I'm calling you, Greg, is that today at 420 at Gracie Mansion, uh, my group, which is focused on mandates, is having a big rally. Uh, we should draw quite a few people. Um, maybe you should. Send somebody from Newsmax out there against Mayor Adams. We uh, we feel he should. We feel as you feel. He should not be the mayor, and he should resign. And uh, anyway, um, uh, whatever. Uh, I love it. Where is it at City Hall or Gracie Mansion? Did you say it will be? Uh, let's see. No, it will be at Gracie Mansion. Why four twenty? That's an odd time. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, you know. I'm not part of it. It's almost too late. You know what? It's almost too late to make the news. You should do it earlier in the afternoon. It's got to be like 2 o'clock. How many people do you think are going to be there? Excuse me? How many people do you think are going to be there? What's your group? I, I, okay, on Monday when we were at City Hall, we had over 100 uh, I don't know how many. I, I don't. But this one, this one is focused on Mayor Adams. Um, I like it, pal. I like it. Listen, good luck. If you want to meet Norm, he'll be up at Gracie Mansion at around four twenty in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, give him a piece of your mind. Tell him uh, shout boo for me. Okay. Uh, thank you, Norm. Good luck. Thank you. All right, Jim in Upstate New York, and then I got to wrap up. What's up, Jim? Love the show. Love how you talk about your faith. Um, had a similar background, very wild, younger days, but uh, turned to God, and I can't be- can't even imagine what He's done in my life, you know. But anyway, back to uh, we were talking about the Chinese and reparations, and Trump was talking about that while he was still in office. He was hitting around about it. But you think that the Chinese might use Fauci as their as like their fall guy because he funded the gain of function research on COVID? You know, spin it back on Fauci with the COVID virus. Uh, no, they're not. I mean, the Chinese can't put the blame on Fauci, even though Fauci has been completely dishonest. I mean, Fauci may have signed the check. Fauci may have given them that funding that he denied. And now he still denies. But we all know now. No, he's playing word games. But it's more, I would say, the fault of the people who blew it with the research, who blew it and somehow let it out of the lab. And that would be the Chinese. So Fauci push the check that way. I don't see how they can make Fauci the fall guy for their mistake. Although there's a hell of a lot of culpability in my book with Fauci big time. And there he was at the party, by the way, with Don Lemon of all people, not wearing a mask. Uh, What a piece of work that guy turned out to be, huh? And Oh, by the way, he's been wrong on COVID. He was also wrong on AIDS in pretty shocking ways, elementary ways. Um, you know, talking about how you can get AIDS through casual household contact, sharing a towel and that kind of thing. What? I was in eighth grade. I knew that wasn't true. And he was saying that. Are you crazy? He is a little bit nuts. Egomaniac, you name it. All right. I have to wrap up here. Thanks, everybody. Greg, Glenn, I apologize. Rachel, Wendy and the rest. I'll see you tonight on Newsmax at seven. Take care.